Hello, everybody. Real quick before we get to the show, I just wanted to let you know that we now have a voicemail account for the podcast. You can reach us at 346-291-0050. If you tell us something funny, we might just feature it on an upcoming episode. On this episode... So you guys came uh, and just, like, happened, right? I mean... yeah. You guys are officially dating only each other, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm not dating it, anybody else. Well, this is well, <laughs> and this is why I assume that. Just now you got an old man comfort zone this podcast listeners. Did you notice? No mention today of what she had for breakfast or her amazing joke. You hear that, Jasmine? He's already getting comfortable, and it's slipping back in the old beard. Pretty soon he's going to be sitting there like with a duff beer in his hands and his hands down his pants. He's going to be asking when you're going to be making him some tacos. <laughs> Mark, I'd like to welcome you to the team. We've been waiting for your arrival for like some time. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Take off your shoes. And uh, Chaz, are you done with those tacos yet? (laughs) Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of No Country for Old Mark and Juan. I am your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host... I'm Carlos Smith Calderon Sanchez Buttercup. <laughs> Buttercup. Uh, <My> fight. <laughs> so, first of all, business out of the way. Uh, we need reviews really, really badly. That would be a great benefit to us. So, I know it's like super inconvenient in this day and age to ask people to go, you know, I don't care. You go in and put three dots or three spaces. Put your name, put taco, put pizza, put whatever you want. Just five stars and a written review would be very, very beneficial. Very, very beneficial. We would great, greatly appreciate that. And you can also reach out to us, facebook.com slash no country podcast, Instagram at no country podcast, Twitter at podcast underscore country, and email us at no country podcast and Speaking of people who have reached out to us, a listener reached out to us this week, Juan. Oh, that is very nice. Uh, she, uh, it, was a, it was a very fun young woman, and a, uh, she said Uh-oh. that she really enjoys the podcast. She listens to it on her commute, and oh, that's awesome. I'm looking for the message here, and she said uh, <laughs> she listens to it in the car with her seven-week-old baby girl. Right on. And she said, Bring your fucking baby. The ba- <laughs> she said, the baby. Here's, here's, I'll read it. It's a quote. She said, I have a lot of trips with this kid, so I'm catching up on the podcast. I'm like, oh, that's great. She was crying the other day when we got into the, oh, sorry. She was crying when we got into the car today and stopped when she heard you talking. So we are baby whisperers, apparently. Wow. And then she also followed up with, she's only seven weeks old. So I think I can get away with her hearing the cussing. And I said, we've already ruined a child. (laughs) And she said, I think her first words might be horrible friend. Horrible friend. (laughs) You hear that little baby one more time. (laughs) Horrible friend. So, yeah. 
that <laughs> that made that kind of made my day. Need a drink? No. All of a sudden, I realized the power wasn't plugged into the computer. Oh. And the low power thing came on. I was like, oh, shit. It's going to die. <laughs> Fucking no worries. Running. Okay. So we have, I work with some subs at my job. And one of our subs, I'm not going to name any names or anything because this person would probably get really humiliated if they ever found out. But so there's this one sub that we work with. And they tend to be really, really, really slow, like ridiculously slow to getting things done. I think they just put us on the back burner a lot for various reasons. It really doesn't matter. But anyways, I was trying to get them to get some work done. So I I really don't like dealing with them, but I kind of have to because they do really good quality work. It's just they take forever. So it's kind of like this, well, I want the quality, but I don't want to wait for it. So I usually just wind up waiting for it. So they have an office manager and... It's a lady probably in her late 20s, early 30s. I don't know. I've never asked. But she's, I'll word it this way. I don't find her all that attractive, personally. And she's got a, part of it is because she has just kind of this attitude of just like, I don't really care about anything. I'm going to show up an hour late. I'm going to leave three hours early. I'm not really in, you know, doesn't really care much about customer support or anything or caring for the customer. So she kind of just gets on my nerves. So keep in mind, I don't find her all that attractive. Nothing, not tearing her down or anything. I just personally don't find her all that physically appealing. Somebody else, I'm sure, positively would, and that's fine. So, not probably not. <laughs> one day, <laughs> one day. <laughs> Uh, out of nowhere at like 7.30 in the morning, I'm getting ready for work and I get a text from her. You know, my little ribbon pops up on my phone, text from blah, 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 the company. And I was like, okay, what's this? And I open it and it's a picture of her in her bathroom in her underwear. And she's making like kissy faces. And I just, oh my God, the story got worse. (laughs) So I was like, oh, I was like. Ew. Ugh. So I just deleted it. I was like, she'll probably figure out she sent this to the wrong number. A couple seconds later. Yeah, I would just pretend I never got it. A couple seconds later, another one pops up. And she's being like, no! trying to be more sexy and more revealing and more like slutty. And she goes, do you like what you see, daddy? <laughs> Is the next, the text after that? And oh, I, God, what do you say? So I said, I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm not your daddy. And so then she, like, there was this, like, pause. And so then she was like, oh, but does it turn you on? And I went, does it turn you on, Mark? And I said, I think you sent this to the wrong Mark. And there was this long, just nothing. And I was like, okay, she figured it out. And then she writes back. Ah, crap. I sent this to the wrong mark. I'm so embarrassed. You're the guy we work with. And I was like, yep. And I was like, yep, I'm the guy we work with. Uh, I need my job done or whatever about the job. And so I was... No. Yeah. All right, so let's cut through the shit. Do you really think that was what she did? Or do you think she was just covering her own ass? I think that's really what she did. Because it's not like we she ever talked to me before or ever showed any kind of interest before or anything and so then like 
a few weeks later, I went down to deliver some materials and she like wouldn't look me in the eye and didn't want to talk to me. It was all embarrassed. And I was like, well, that's fine. You're embarrassed. Like I could see how if you knew somebody named, I mean, it could have been either way. I just tend to think it was an accident based upon my understanding of the situation. Still, it was really funny. And of course, I shared that with everybody in my office. Not the pictures. I deleted those. But I shared the story. And everyone... Oh, dude, I would have egged it on (laughs) and then shared the pictures. (laughs) And the story. They're all like, what? (laughs) She did what? Because everybody in the office knows who she is because nobody likes working with her. <laughs> one of one of the uh, owners at the company I worked with, uh, she was absolutely speechless. She just was like, "What? What?" <laughs> she just like had no words. It was really that was really enjoyable because she just had nothing she could say. You know, though, I that probably does happen more than people think. I would think it does, especially if I, you have like a couple. I mean, really I don't common send stuff names. like that. Except, you know, to my wife, but I've been married for six years. I don't have, like, girls' numbers in my phone. <laughs> Shit, if I even had girls' numbers in my phone, that's a death sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, I could see how it would happen if you have, like, you know, if you know a few people name with one name, a common name, like, you know, whatever it is. Joe, you know? Mark is a fairly common name, so it's not some. If my name, yeah. if my, if I had like a really obscure name, and then she was like, "Oh, it was the other guy," like I'm Juan? like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly." I would have been like, "Man, nobody's accidentally sending me shit." So <laughs> I think the name thing probably has uh, something to do with it. Yeah, that would I would definitely not be as a. Uh, oh man, but yeah. So yeah, my brother. I mean, the real gauges. Have you ever gotten a just random dick pic? Dick pics? No. You know, guys are just sending dick pics. Oh, yeah. All of the, in in land, land, just leveling like numbers. Yeah. So if you've never accidentally got a dick pic, then it probably doesn't happen that much. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people who just think they have the best dick ever. <laughs> yeah, but. I'm like, just uh, I, put them out of the world. No. I can say I've never gotten a dick pic, but it's not something I think a lot of guys would want to send me. No, I'm just saying, like, accidentally. That's why I was using it as the gauge for oh, accidental. Oh, okay, accidentally. Because okay. that would be a way to prove, yeah, it probably was yeah. accidental. Okay, yeah. No, I've never gotten anything accidentally. So. I, I haven't either, so that's why I was just, you know. That's all I was saying. Yep. Okay, so. We're, that, that was something I really wanted to share, and that was really funny. And then uh, Mr. Uh, Cheeks Over the Eyes guy sent another message saying it happened again. So shout out to you, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Said he was listening. He's like, I want to keep trying. <laughs> Said he was listening to episode I... number nine and happened again. <laughs> <laughs> if I could only remember what he would probably be laughing at. <laughs> I know. I was I have to stop and I was like, this is like the seventeenth one we've done, so I'm <laughs> I'd have to go back and listen to it. I forgot. Actually I could look up the title, but that doesn't tell me what it, I mean, you know, yeah, I don't remember the title, but it's all good. It's all me today, baby. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just uh, heard that again. <laughs> Man, it makes me want to go back there. Oh, yeah. I would, too. Free Coke and Just a for the enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> I can afford the food. It's McDonald's. It's not like, you know. Yeah. It's not Wolfgang Puck's restaurant, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Man, if every McDonald's had someone that happy, mm-hmm. you know, there'd be less McMurders. Yeah. So, uh, I wanted to do something again that we haven't done in a while. We remember how we did the whole random uh, topics out of a hat thing. I wanted to do a spin on that. I wanted to do uh, just random questions and then see how we each answer them. All right, I'm ready. So I got a question generator here. It seems like a pretty oh oh that's cool. Yeah, because it's it, I think it, it'd be more random rather than one of us trying to come up with. Them. So it's just literally random questions. So the first one is, and this is actually a pretty good one. Juan, if you could start any business, what would it be? Honestly, yeah, I actually have an answer for this. Uh, if I had a business, um, I would I wanted to develop a website. For access only through, like, for the elderly to get a company that can honestly refer them to get, like, work done on their homes and things mm-hmm. by quality people who charge a fair price, but somehow be able to market that to where people would actually trust you enough to, to use you because it's something that I noticed, you know, with my parents getting older and, and other people that I've seen getting older, it's just like you hear these just awful stories that I could have helped them with. Yeah. Where it was like, you know, they needed something little done in their house and got charged some ridiculous, you know, oh, well, you need this. And a $500 job turns into 5500 You know, people just getting absolutely just taken advantage of and hustled. Yeah. And that stuff really pisses me off because, you know, for years in I worked in construction and things and, and, and done a lot of that stuff. And, yeah, I mean... We get a bad name, yeah. You know those that are, you know, the construction guys. A lot of us are good people. What happens is you just get people in charge all the time, and they get greedy, and they're the ones that run the show and get all the big checks. Yeah, we're the guys out there just, you know, laying the brick, building the houses, mortaring the walls, you know, putting insulation, whatever, doing the roofs, shingling. We're the ones busting our ass and making an honest dollar. And I think a lot of us were like basically financially in a lot of the same close areas to what these people would be. We know what it's like to struggle. Like, and for people to take advantage of that and do it under a company name is so shitty. Yeah. And I, you know, it would, it would, it would, a lot of times it wasn't just like Tom and Joe Bob. It was so and so big national window company and, you know, yeah. charging people six grand a window. It's like, what? But right down the street, they got the same, you know, because there was someone of, you know, a little better mental facilities, maybe. Yeah. Or hearing or even hearing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they just get taken advantage of. And I always wanted to have a company that would, it could be nonprofit even, but that's the company I wanted to develop was a company that could help the elderly find honest work for, you know, a decent amount of money where they're not getting ripped off all the time. That's actually. Because there's a huge baby boomer generation that's coming of age right now. Yeah. They outnumber all of us. Yeah. And they're the ones with the money, but they're also the ones getting scammed. And when you, and when you scam and hurt those people, it just trickles on down the line too. Yeah. So uh, I that, I know that sounds weird that I have an answer to that question, but yeah, that's what I. <laughs> no, that's actually <laughs> not a. That's actually not weird. It's just that's actually a really cool thing though too, because like working in that industry myself, you know, I do high end work. We don't, you know, so we basically. Yeah, you don't run into that up at that level, right? Usually. And you know, people do complain about our prices, but the reason we have a higher price than your average Joe is because what we're offering is something that the average Joe can't offer. 
Like, well, and a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about is a guy says he's did your roof, and he knows you can't crawl up there and look. Right. Or so it, he lays 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 his few on the front and leaves the back of your house. Yeah. I'm I'm not kidding. Yeah. I've heard of stuff like that. Yeah. Or had them tell them that they you know they needed a whole new furnace or something. The furnace was like a year old. Yeah. You know, and then rip it out. They resell it, use it on another job. You know how that shit yeah. works. And uh, they're just cons. And they've always, it pissed me off because they always gave the worker guy, the rest of us, you know, a bad name. Yeah. And uh, so, and I can't physically do the work that I used to do. Believe me, or I would have just had my own company and done that. Yeah. But um, so, but this was something that I thought maybe I could help. That's actually, you know, in a, that's in a, actually a good idea because, directly, but. because like elderly people, you know, the baby boomers, they, you know, they're going to tell all their friends and stuff. Hey, this guy did this work for me or this person did this work for me. You would have a lot of business. Yeah. Especially if they found that you really checked and made sure that yeah. if there were the problem, the issue I had yet was I didn't have access to the technology or the intelligence from a person who knew how we could establish who we could weed in and weed out and what systems of estimation we would use. Yeah. Um, whether it be like statistics or whatever, but, um, but I was willing to do that. I just hadn't put that together yet. But yeah, that was the business that I wanted to start. Yeah, and if you the the key thing that you would need for that is just a labor force that's also has the same mentality. You can't be having guys who are, you don't know if they're going to show up or not. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. That's one of the reasons that it was really hard to be foreman. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I that's something that I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to just being a lead guy. <laughs> yeah. So I did. <laughs> I'm like, here's the thing, though. You're going to keep my pay there, though. <laughs> and they did it. Because back then, you know, you know, they could afford to. But. Yeah. Well, if I could start any business, that's actually something, when I came across this just now, it actually got me thinking. Because I've actually talked with uh, Jasmine about starting several businesses because she offered, since she's an accountant, she said she would do all the bookkeeping for free. I'm like... Now I'm really taking this seriously because for me, like, find you know, book just that kind of stuff stresses me out. So to me, and she's like, Oh, no, oh, yeah, dude. she's like, Oh, it's so easy no, for me. I'm like, Oh, no, <laughs> no, that's a hire, that's the stuff you hire, yeah, or you, or you know, somebody, yeah. So, you know, she's she that's wants not something she, we do. <laughs> she's had a bunch of exactly, she had a bunch of different suggestions, and I liked all of them. But I think if I could start any business, it would be, uh, like a coffee and sandwich shop. We'd make like breakfast sandwiches, lunch sandwiches, and just sell coffee. Probably not even be open in late afternoon or evening. Just like a morning place to come get a sandwich, a breakfast sandwich, a place to get lunch. Some place in like a downtown area or maybe on like a commute in a busy suburb area. And I love coffee. I love sandwiches. And I know how to make good of make good coffee and good sandwiches. I already know how I would decorate. I know how I would market. I just don't have the capital to do it because, let's face it, leasing and starting a business, that's a pretty serious endeavor. Usually it's financially staggering, too. You'd be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would start a, a, I would call it the happy mascot. <laughs> and uh, basically I just rent myself out <laughs> in uh, character suits. <laughs> Like a Roman centurion and, or anything, whatever. And then I just, you know, show up as that. I, uh, I found a chicken head the other day that you can talk and like it, 
like makes the beak move and shit. <laughs> I was like, that is the most fun shit. My mom, it was like uh, three in the morning. Yeah. And I, I got to show you. Hold on one second. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is so cool. <laughs> and when you stick your head in it, it agitates. Oh, that's so the mouth moves too. So as you talk, it talks. Heck yeah. I found it at Salvation Army for three bucks or two bucks or something. <laughs> so it's like three in the morning, right? Yeah. My mom's dead asleep. That's what I call it until I check and make sure she's breathing. And I wake her up with that chicken head on, man. I was like, Mom, does this make me look cocky? <laughs> She grabbed me by the beak and smacked me in the head. <laughs> I was like, she's alive! <laughs> and then she laughed and laughed. So uh, probably tonight when I go in to check on her, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to don the... Uh, the the uh, chicken? It's not chicken. It's a rooster head. Uh-huh. Complete with cluckers <laughs> and the headpiece there. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get so pumped for Halloween, man. Oh, yeah. Halloween is that here at this house. That's like the biggest holiday of the year. And uh, like this year, we're going full regalia again for uh, the Saturday before. We're having like full on costume party. Like it's going to be legit. Heck yeah. Last time we did it was about the full, full serious costume one was like three years ago. Yeah. It was better than we could have even imagined. <laughs> people, people came and stuff that was so good. You're like, really? <laughs> I was like, man, I thought I spent time on mine, but so yeah, I'm pretty pumped about it. I love Halloween, man. Yeah, because my kids, my kids, I got so many kids, man. Like when they bring their haul in, oh, dude, I have an eight foot pool table. Their candy covers it. <laughs> that is how much candy these kids bring in, man. Oh my goodness. It is the see what they bring me all this stuff that I can use as leverage against them. Yeah. Just buckets of it. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> Dude, they're not bad for like four months. <laughs> like, yeah, bring me all that shit. We're going to steal tonight. And that's after Jazz goes through. It takes all the good shit out. <laughs> Which is like, you know, 12 pounds of whatever exactly you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we just tell the kids to check in for razor blades. Just making sure it's safe. <laughs> yeah, I want to come. I. I hope I can make that happen. I want to come there for that. I just have to figure out a costume because I love costume parties. I know, man. We 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 go full bore, man. Yeah. It's not so do I. The last time joke. when I when that orange pimp suit with the platform shoes, I spent like a hundred bucks on that costume. Oh yeah, man. I was like, no, I'm just like, I'm go big or go home. Like, make it look the full on. Jazz ensemble. this year was jazz this year was easy. I'm adding more to it. We're going to add more to hers, but hers was pretty standard. Mine, I only came up with the hat so far, and I'm going to make the rest of it myself. But <laughs> It's going to be awesome. I either go yeah. I either go all out or I just get super lazy and just like I do like the basic, most basic thing. But it's still like is a legit costume. Like wear some like dirty clothes and be like, I'm a mechanic. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I fucking hate. Or when the person comes in and goes, they wear the shirt that says "This shirt is my costume." Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, done last that. times, 
Last time someone did that, we ripped the shirt off him. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Maybe this this year I could get a fat suit and come as you. <laughs> Dude, that's a pretty good gimmick, man. <laughs> that wouldn't be bad. Because I can't I can't get like tall and bald. Yeah. <laughs> I just get down on my knees and walk around. <laughs> unless I wore stilts. <laughs> nah, I'm not doing that. That doesn't sound like a good look for me. <laughs> Who knows, man? A leg could give out. Give me like a serious injury. <laughs> <laughs> Do this. Like, I don't mind doing a costume, but I'm not. A, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> no. No. Then land on my old balls. <laughs> just, no, it's not. It's not the way I want to go out. Heck no. Um, you can't dance after that. <laughs> yeah, man. Because I'm gonna have a. We're gonna do karaoke too, and then I want to have a dance off. Yeah. And I want to also have a, a best male and female costume. Uh huh. Like with legit prizes and stuff. Heck yeah! So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna thin out stuff in the other room. So, but it's still gonna be like it's gonna be it's gonna be hype, man. I'm pretty excited. So for the next question, uh, when you were younger, what did you want to be when you grew up? That is a really good question. I when I was a kid, uh, and people would ask me that. Mm-hmm. I realized really young it was like this way to like try and make you like pick something or whatever what you're going to be when you grow up and I just didn't. They would say, oh, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" and I'm like, "I don't know, still alive." Like, you know, <laughs> not not dead. <laughs> and they'd be like, "Your your son's a smart ass." It's like, "Listen, I get your little plans. You're trying to mold me into some fireman or exactly. something." Exactly. Or a policeman or a teacher. Or a doctor. What if I just want to be a fat, retired podcaster? Yeah, I wanted to be a musician, like a really good guitar player, and I wanted to tour. And now I've, I've gotten to do that. I didn't get to do it like as a megastar or anything, but I got to do that. So after doing that, I was yeah. kind of like, what do I do now? <laughs> I mean, I guess when I got older and I, what I want, I wanted to do to do stand up comedy for a long time. Yeah, but basically, it was kind of like I felt I was too late on that train. Probably could have done it anyway, but I know a lot of people, you know, close to and or in the industry and stuff, and it is so much work. And it's the stuff that I would have had to really give up. Yeah, are exactly the things that I wouldn't want to give up. Yeah time with my family and all that i i couldn't be on the road that'd be too hard for me yeah when you got five kids being on the road would be rough yeah and i'd miss jazz every day yeah because you know we're like best friends so i would that would suck like yeah no i'm not i'm we don't have the kind of relationship where it's like we're cool with like you go work in another city mm-hmm. or like any of that or this like distance relationship we couldn't do that I did a long-distance relationship for a few years. I hated it. Jasmine right now is in Mexico City on a business trip. Right. And she's gone for like four days. We're both like, this sucks. <laughs> it's only like four days, but every day she'll call me at the end of work. She's like, I don't want to be here. I want to be back in Texas. Although, okay, this, this I think is crazy. Um, she's been in Mexico City since Monday. So three days. 
Or sorry, right. Sunday. And uh, she hasn't had Mexican food once yet. I was like, how do you go to Mexico and not get Mexican food? She's had a, She just doesn't eat. She had Italian food the first day. Oh. I was like, that's like going to Italy and asking for a hamburger and fries. It's still going to have a little twist on it. <laughs> It's not going to be uh, entirely authentic, I don't think. I, told I mean, that's like going into a white neighborhood and asking for soul food. Yeah. I mean, someone <laughs> someone had a friend. Somebody knew somebody. Someone's dad was black. Some. But you're not. It's not authentic. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not direct, yeah. I guess is what I'm saying. Well, she said it was hard to find because where she is is like in the business center and it's all like the really nice part of Mexico City. She's like, it's hard to find like the little mom and pop place. And I was like, well, shoot, if I was there, I would be like taking a cab to wherever is not the high end place. And I would be like, where's the tortilleria? Where can I get some tacos? Where are the people going to scare me? Because then I know the food's going to be good. Oh, that is so weird. What? Oh, the uh, the light on the power box going into the computer, yeah. it turned orange. Oh, that means and it's charging. I, and then when I moved the cord slightly, it turned green. Yeah, green means it's charged all the way. Ah. Uh, see, Grandpa! <laughs> Grandpa does... Grandpa, green doesn't mean go anymore. <laughs> green means we've reached the end. <laughs> Confound it, this world's so confusing. <laughs> Red is stop, uh, go, and green is stop. Uh. That's how I felt right then in my head. <laughs> that was my pure thoughts coming straight from the brain, right out the mouth. <laughs> that was pure. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So confusing. <laughs> Green means we're at the end. Oh, my God. <laughs> is it Apple or is it everything? Like, Am I just that far fucking behind? My Chromebook is the same way. It's blue when it's charging, and then it's uh, green when it's charged all the way. When did we start using blue people? <laughs> Where have I been? Dude, I've been in this barn way too long. <laughs> yeah. The world has Dude, changed a lot. <laughs> yeah. The barn's changed three times. Yeah, I've been in here for a long time. <laughs> I'm you know what's weird is I've moved uh, back and forth from my parents' house in my lifetime mm -hmm. two, three times. Yeah. Right? Stayed for a short period of time, whatever, and then, you know, went and got a new place. But... Every time I end up back in the barn. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the only, it's the only safe place from the evil. From the evil. <laughs> okay. Well, the next question, I think this one's going to be... <laughs> this one's going to be Oh, good. no. What would motivate you to run a marathon? To, to run a marathon? Yeah. Gosh. Well, I've been dealing with this neurological disorder for quite some time now. Yeah. And there's a possibility they might be able to discover why I've been having all these weird symptoms that basically stopped my life primarily. And uh, a lot of it has to do with those changes, mm -hmm. like eating better, getting exercise. Yeah. You know, 
and the idea that I, not of not hurting every day would be really nice. Yeah. And so those things have been kind of motivating me. But to run a marathon, whew, man, <laughs> probably like three three of my Jasons at the end of the at, at the finish line. <laughs> yeah, but they'd all be fighting with each other because they'd be like, "No, he's wants me." <laughs> no, no, but in my fantasy, at the end of the line, they all get along real well. <laughs> And they don't fight with me. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all just as slutty as can be. And are okay with, it. <laughs> with me. That's why it's a fantasy, because we know this would never. It never, ever happen. <laughs> and you say, why not 10? Because believe me, three Jasmines would kill a normal human being. <laughs> Two would kill a normal human being. <laughs> so I have a tolerance. So in fantasy land, I still only go to three. Because four would be like, yeah, right. Give me a break. Even in fantasy land. So, yeah, that might motivate me to get to the end of the finish line. But then I'd probably die right there from a heart attack. <laughs> and if I didn't die from the heart attack from running to the three Jasmines, yeah. they would certainly kill me. <laughs> so, I don't know if that's really motivational or not in the end. No, not really. I'd still do it. I'd still do it. <laughs> I just... I'm a horrible person. <laughs> I'd run right to him. <laughs> Jasmine, Jasmine, Jasmine. I made it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little sweaty. It's you're just gonna have to accept that. <laughs> uh, oh, this you might want to grab a hose and just spray me down while I lay here. Just real quick. A hose and a bunch of deodorant. <laughs> oh my gosh, and soap. Disinfecting wash. Uh, if you but were that'd be like, huh? I'm sorry, that just got really crazy in my head. Keep going. <laughs> well, share the crazy. <laughs> we want to know the crazy. No, no. In my in my mind, now I'm laying there like a beached whale on my back with them, spraying me with a hose and scrubbing me down. <laughs> but it's all three hot, sexy jasmine scrubbing me down. But then it's outside, and I'm like, oh shit. There's like, and then all of a sudden, like a hundred people come around with cameras, <laughs> and then I'm like, fuck it. It's my amateur debut. <laughs> Oh shit, I just knocked over the puke bucket. <laughs> <laughs> and it had the aquanet in it. Holy shit. Oh. Well, I because I might need it. <laughs> might be Juan's puke bucket in a minute. <laughs> See that that fantasy went weird, man. <laughs> That's just Next question, please. <laughs> Next question. If you were asked to teach a class, what class would you teach? Honestly, let me think. That's really actually really easy. Why am I even pretending? Uh, I would teach a class to young men and explain to them all the shit that nobody ever explains to us mm-hmm. so that there'd be a generation of decent guys that could fuck without being retards. <laughs> you know, like I could get like at least 10 guys to jump like 20 years of figuring shit out that you could explain to them in a half an hour. Mm-hmm. That's what sucks about being a guy. Literally, if just one dude just took his time to really explain the do's and don'ts, like the science behind sex and the science behind making love and all that, the difference, and the things where they meet, yeah, like your book would not be 100% accurate because people are different. Women are different. Yeah. But I bet on the level, it'd be like 60 to 70%. You would you would literally just nail it 60, 70% of the time instead of where most guys 
like it's like ten percent. <laughs> it's just they're just failing, and women are getting cockier and cockier. All right, it's not their fault. Nobody tells them shit, ladies. All right, you got everybody telling you shit. So anyway, so that's I would teach a class on how to do that, right? Because believe me, I know my statistics are staggering for a fat man. Staggering for a fat man. <laughs> just mind blowing. <laughs> uh, I would probably teach a guitar class or a cooking class. One of those two. I'd really enjoy both yeah. of those. Teaching a cooking class, you definitely get asked doing that, though. Yeah. That's kind of a twofer. Yeah. Really. Because if you don't, it is a big thing, man. Knowing how to cook like that's some sexy shit. Yeah. I just made pho again yesterday. Really, really good. Really? Yep. Man, I've been thinking about that jambalaya, man, that you mentioned. Oh, ever since yeah. Ever since you went to New Orleans? So good. That has been fucking killing me. Ever <laughs> since, like, I'm about to just hop a fucking plane <laughs> and bail out for a few hours. <laughs> the next question is, would you rather be stuck in a house with someone you hate or be stuck in a house alone? Ooh, bring on the hater. <laughs> really? I would want to be alone. I'd rather. Oh, no. With the person I hate? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, I'm going to make them love me because I'm bored. <laughs> and then I'm going to realize they're not so bad. I'm going to love them. We're going to walk out together, you know, hand in hand. I would be fine with being in a house alone. Like, I'd be fine with that. But I guess because I spent so many years single, I just was forced to be alone so much. I got used to it. Now I'm like, it's not so bad. <laughs> you know the the firm the word stuck in the house though. Yeah. If I was stuck in a house, then I, yeah, I probably want to be by myself. <laughs> yeah. But you realize if you're stuck in the house, there's like some major like world thing going on. Mm. There's probably martial law, so either you get along or someone dies. <laughs> I'm gonna realize that whole situation ahead of time and just whack them. <laughs> Problems, problem solved. <laughs> I'm no longer bored. You no longer hate me. I don't hate you. You're gone. <laughs> Spend the rest of the time by myself cleaning up the mess and I have something to do. <laughs> True. This next one here is really funny. And I think you already said this once before, but we're just going to go ahead and ask the question again. Because uh, <laughs> you can come up with different answers, I'm sure. Uh, what are some things that you should never say during a marriage proposal? <laughs> Yeah, during the proposal, don't mention the prenup. <laughs> Never mention anything degrading yourself or the size of your penis. <laughs> like, are you sure? Don't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't ever disclose all of your personal financial information. <laughs> Until after seven years. After seven. <laughs> and never fuck up the name. <laughs> you fuck up the name, and that's a possible death sentence. <laughs> if it's supposed to be, you know, if it's supposed to be Mary and you say Jane, like, <laughs> you just became the worst human being on earth. Yeah. Uh, and what? never, ever, ever ask without... A, you know, without a ring, if it's the right one. And it better be like, 
a true representation of your love and not what you can afford. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I mean, I never bought a woman in my life a single speck of jewelry until my second wife, Jasmine. My first wife didn't even get a ring. Oh, wow. I never wore them. I always wore construction. I never gave a fuck. Yeah. Still married me over that Chris sandwich anyways. <laughs> so, you know, I kept the standards low. When the proposal's <laughs> over a Chris sandwich, what kind of ring you think you're fucking getting? None. That's what you're getting. An onion ring. Not this jazz. This jazz was like, uh-uh, I need a rock. I need 18 karat white gold. I'm like, damn, bitch. <laughs> but it, it, you know, I don't know. I enjoy spoiling my jazz when I can, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. So, what is your morning routine? My morning routine is to get up. God, so funny you mentioned this. I was just thinking about this today. This is my morning routine now. I get up after I go to bed around 5 or 6, and I usually get up around 8 or 9. Check on my mother, give her morning meds, do all that stuff, make her breakfast. We sit and talk for a while. Then I begin my rant. (laughs) I walk through the house. Yell at everyone for being bumps to be sleeping. <laughs> then I usually bitch about the dog who didn't pee on the pee pad at night, and I had to step in it. And then I usually yell about how many pop cans I see left out on drinks. So then I do my morning gross ritual of embarrassment where I do my, my pop can run of shame where I drink all the pops that are left <laughs> in the house because I fucking hate wasting pop. Because I realize they're only from last night because I do this every day. <laughs> So that those cans aren't from two days ago. And so I catch every bit of disease we have in the house from everyone. I don't know. It could be cast. I don't know. I'm not wasting pop. The stuff, we spend a fortune on it. So, and I'm a little bit of an addict. It's like, it's like letting your heroin friend wake up. There's this little specks of heroin everywhere. We go drink that shit. So that's my morning routine. And then I get louder because everybody's, oh, shit. And then everyone, nobody rinse the fucking dishes. And then I, I'm screaming at this point. This is screaming and yelling at everyone who is all fast asleep. Nobody's up. Nobody really can even hear me. Yeah. Because where the kitchen's at isn't anywhere near a bedroom. Yeah. And I just bitch. <laughs> I bitch for about 20 minutes. So it takes me to clean the whole fucking kitchen and clean up all their shit. And then uh, I usually head out to the barn and uh, take some medicine. And then uh, I usually start whatever I got to do around, you know, outside. Yeah. You know, check my mom, go back and forth. So, yeah, but that's my morning, man. Every day I just start <laughs> up. I help my mom. It's nice for about 10 minutes. And then after that nice 10 minutes, I start going through my house and realizing how pissed off I am because I feel like I'm the only person touching around here. And then I start bitching. And then it gets fucking crazy. By the time I get to the kitchen, I'm like, fucking dogs, I hate you. I fucking hate you. I'll fucking chop your legs off too. Just give me a, no, give me a sawzaw. There's three of you. I don't want to take the time. And then I'm just so pissed off. Oh, the birds fucking chirping. Like my mom had these lovebirds and nobody wants them. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't even have time to give them away. I'm about to just let you out the fucking door. You just fucking, fucking squawk one more time. I dare you, you little bitch. I start getting like, like early morning. Like, like I'm in Pulp Fiction. I dare you. I dare you to squeak one more time, motherfucker. I goddamn double dare you. I, I get so mad, man. Oh. And then my mom will yell, and I'm like, "Oh, it's the wolf!" Because that's what we call my we call my mom the, the wolf, wolf? The character from Pulp, yeah from Pulp Fiction, uh, Harvey uh, 
Harvey Keitel plays this like smooth operator. He's the cleanup man for like when people mess up a murder. Uh-huh. And he drives fast and he dresses cool and he's in a tuxedo and he cleans. But he comes in and just tells them what to do in the movie. Like clean this shit up and uh, get me a cup of coffee. Yeah. Like, you know, and he's just the smoothest motherfucker, right? But but you're okay because you know the wolf's coming. Yeah. Right, so we refer to my we used to refer to my mom as the wolf because it was like when shit would go down, yeah, and we'd be like, man, we are so fucked. <laughs> Someone would phone up, be like, hey, man, mom's coming, and I'd be like, oh shit, man, someone called the wolf. Oh, that's all you had to say, <laughs> you know. And then you know, minus a few words you can't use anywhere, and then yeah, so that was yeah, so that's how that happened. I don't even know where that where I came from with that, but. Uh, <laughs> That's how it works, people. That's my brain. I don't even know where we are. Yep. We were talking about morning routine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is a damn good cup of coffee. <laughs> it's my coffee. It was funny because when we were there and I was making the salsa for the live show, um, it was pretty funny because Preston was in there and you walked in and you were like, did you make that mess? Why are all those dishes in the sink? And he's like, I don't know. And then James came in and James like tried to get away and you grabbed him and you're like, you were the only two in here today that used anything in here. And they're both like, I don't know. We didn't do anything. And I witnessed firsthand, like all the stuff you've been saying about your family is true. And you're like, nobody else made anything. It was you two. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. Try and interrogate my family. Yeah. Good fucking luck. Nobody knows nothing. <laughs> Nobody's talking. Right? They're like, they're not, they're going to lawyer up the first thing you fucking do. Everybody in here, man. It's like, oh, I trained them too well. Ah." They'll look right at you with the little sweet little eyes. I have no idea. Yeah. um, Could have been anybody. I don't know. When Preston turned around, he had that stupid little grin of like, (laughs) and I was like, (laughs) you little turd. (laughs) You little disturbed little shit. Oh. I love those kids, man. But they're, they're, yeah, man. They're, you can't crack them, man. <laughs> uh, like, we're going to need to send an investigator. I'm like, don't even bother. <laughs> You're wasting taxpayer money. You just, yeah. just close the case. Call it a wrap. They're not talking. <laughs> uh, so the next question is What is your least favorite chore? Oh, man. That's tough. I actually kind of like chores. I know it sounds weird. Uh, maybe uh, taking the laundry from the washing machine and putting it in the dryer. What? But only because that particular movement is very painful for me. Oh, okay. And I have the hugest of washing machines. <laughs> so it's like, it's well, because I got like the big, I literally went and I was like, here's my criteria. Like, my criteria, Best Buy. I need the biggest machine that's the dumbest. I want the dumbest <laughs> machine. I want the one that has like the least amount of safety features. I want the one that's just like in five years is going to spark and burn the whole place. <laughs> that's the one I want. I don't want the one that's smart and goes, oh, the floor is a quarter inch off and tilt. We're going to shut this whole operation down. I don't want any of that. I don't want anything that's smart. I want a dumb machine that no matter what you do to it, it just keeps trying to do what you told it to do. That's yeah. what I want. And so I got like this big ass... Like, not front loaders, because front loaders got too many sensitivity bullshit. Yeah. So it had to be like a regular old school top loader, but it's massive. Yeah. It's massive. It's like three loads of what my old washing machine was. <laughs> and 
which is great because you can do a ton of clothes, you know, in a couple yeah. hours, right? But the problem is it's just so hard for me to reach in there because I'm short and shit. <laughs> and I cannot technically reach the bottom of the washing machine drum. Oh, my goodness. If I stand on my very, very tippy toes, suck in and lean over, I can just grab, like, that little sock at the bottom. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to have to get a damn step stool, or one of those old people grippy things yeah. to get shit out of this. So, yeah, so that's my least favorite chore, because that step right there, just every time I look at it like like a door that's going to shock you when you touch it. Yeah. that's funny because laundry is like my most favorite chore because it's the easiest it's the easiest thing to do like yeah the machine does it for you all you got to do is switch it out put some soap in let the machine do the work and fold it when you're done it's easy it's a piece of cake what i hate doing is i hate doing the dishes oh my gosh i don't mind the dishes i hate doing well i actually kind of like laundry because i i like uh Anyways, Jazz has a lot of really nice clothes in there that I like. So I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta make sure those are clean. I can be like next, that's like next Tuesday or Wednesday. It's bad. I know it's horrible, but uh, so I like doing laundry. So there's a tip, ladies. If you want your man to help you with laundry, throw a lot of nasty panties in there and uh, he'll, he'll check it out. Check it out. That's all I'm saying. Uh, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh, that's easy for me. If I could just teleport from where I need to be to where I need to be. Mm, that's a really Because that would speed up things for me so much. I don't need a superpower where I need to like be invasive on other people's lives. I just want one that'll make mine easier. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good enough for me. I don't need to see through your clothes or your bank account. I just I just want to get there quicker so I can get my you know stuff get from your stuff done. get home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you were stuck on a desert island. What would you want to have with you? Jasmine. That's it. That's it? That's a good nope. answer. Fuck the kids, too. That leads to home. <laughs> Here's why. Here's why. If I'm stuck and I got the kids, it's going to be way too much work. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're on land. They're really cute white kids. Someone's going to take care of these kids. Mm-hmm. They're fine. Right? People love them. They don't love me so much. Or Jess. <laughs> so that way, at least we'll be together. And... uh you can only fight so much until you get along. So figure we'll probably get along pretty well. <laughs> That's actually a really good answer. I would just. And if, it has to be someone that you can't, that you can stand to be around. Too. Yeah. Like, so that's why I would pick jazz. Cause yeah. we have the most fun over a long period of time, I guess. Yeah, and you get along really good for the most part. Uh, how would your friends describe you? My friends? Yeah. <laughs> the, the very short list of friends. Uh, probably that I'm just like a, uh, I'm, I'm a little rough around the edges, but I'm a true friend. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm like straight with them and honest. I try to communicate pretty well. Uh, but yes, I'm an asshole. And, but they signed up. They knew it. And most of my friends are pretty much exactly like me, my close friends. You know, because you're, you're pretty much the same way, just straight shooter. No, we don't have a lot of fluff between us, you know what I mean? And uh, so, and and we can just be honest and straight with each other. It's easy. It's easy to be around you because you don't. Ha- I don't have to make like a lot of self adjustments. It just depends who else is around. But I mean, if it was just you and I, I would have to make any adjustments unless we were stuck in that island. <laughs> 
then I might have to rethink my entire life approach. (laughs) (laughs) What is your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve is people will actually verbalize a need of some type. Yeah. Oh, man, that's dirty. Or, oh, man, someone should do that. Just fucking do it then. (laughs) Don't talk. Because people do that around me all the time because I assume once they mention it, they know I'll know about it. Oh, it's going to get done. Yeah. So then I get stuck doing it. The other day, somebody was over here visiting. And they were saying the table was messy. And after the third time, I looked at the lady and I was like, bitch, grab a paper towel and get up and fucking clean it then. <laughs> I'm like, do I look like a red cap? Am I, am I your maid? Are you an adult? If you see that something needs to be cleaned and it's right in front of you, fucking do it. <laughs> And what was great was they were friends of mine, so they didn't get offended. And they were like, oh, yeah, I guess so. I was like, Damn it, I'll give you the spray and everything, but don't think I'm going to come over here and wipe up after you. God, I got five kids. I don't need, like, 13. Yeah. <laughs> My biggest pet peeve, hands down, is a double standard. Is when someone Ooh. has a double standard, like, that gets under my skin like nothing else. And what makes that even worse is when you try and when I when I sit there and try to tell someone I'm like no, uh, I tell someone this is a double standard and they sit there and they're they know you're right and they still go no it's not. And oh, I just that drives me absolutely crazy. You know my when, other pet peeve is when people want to talk to you about some issue, right? Yeah. That you're having, but you're very aware Mm-hmm. That nothing that you say in this conversation is going to change this person's perspective. Nothing they say is going to change yours. Yet they still want to have this conversation. Yeah. So I get to the point to where I just I'll like not say anything. And when they yeah. want to talk, I'll be like, I just don't want to talk about it because I don't see the yeah. point. Neither of us are going to see eye to eye on this. You're just going to have to agree to disagree, and we're going to have to let it be. If not, then you're going to have to go because I can't have this argument that just is for nothing. Yeah. So most of the time, a mature adult will just agree to disagree about some things. Yeah. We're all different, and that's the way it is. It's fine. It's supposed to be that way. We're not supposed to be clones. This idea that everyone is supposed to be this certain way, and everyone's supposed to be that certain way, and you're supposed to be here at this point in your life, and you're supposed to be like, come on, man. That's so old school and shitty. Yeah. You know? Fuck that. Yeah, I, yeah. <clears throat> see, that was me in the morning. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Now that's... I got to get a kitten because Grandma promised my daughter a kitten. Are you kidding? <laughs> oh. What? <laughs> yeah, more pussy I've... to clean up after. You know what I mean? It's just gonna be me doing more work. Except this pussy is not even the good kind. So it's like, man, I'm just adding on to my workload. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, what's something that you've never done but you would like to try I want to answer this one first I want to go skydiving yeah that would probably be mine too man we should do that together 
Oh, I am sometime. so down. I and hook up I'm, and hook up microphones and record our screaming. Oh, that. <laughs> just hear me going, "Fuck you, Mark!" <laughs> ah! Wait, why is he popping up and I'm still going down? Oh God, this is it! And then just. <laughs> um, I met. Oh some man, did you see that splatter pattern? Holy shit! <laughs> It's like a meteor hit. The Richter scale will actually go off. We had a, we had a .07 earthquake today mid-Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> that was just one fat-ass splatting earth. It wasn't uh, like a real earthquake. Uh, I've wanted to go skydiving for quite a while. And then when I was in Israel, I met someone at the hostel I was staying at. And it was a lady from France, and she's like, "Oh, I go, I go." Her words were, "I go skydiving occasionally." I was like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." So after talking about it for a while, I was like, "Yeah, it's a pretty expensive, you know, hobby." And she goes, "Yeah, it is." And I think she said it was more expensive. No, she's part of a club, so that took like the price down a little bit, but it's still expensive. And I was like, "Well, that's pretty cool." And I was like, "Well, if you go occasionally, you know how." And the thing was, she was scared of going skydiving, and her brother got her, like, a gift certificate to go for her birthday, she said, and she was terrified to go, but she didn't want to, like, waste her brother's money, so she went, and she loved it. So I was like, oh, that's cool. You're going for a few years? She's like, yeah. I was like, well, how many jumps have you done? She's like, oh, almost a 1,000. <laughs> I was like, almost a 1,000? <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> that sounds like an addiction. Yeah. That, that sounds like some kind of an adrenaline addiction. Yeah. Because that has to cost a lot of money, because even at a dollar a pop. Oh, yeah. You're out but of my budget. <laughs> the, cheapest, the cheapest skydiving I've ever seen was $100. Oh, I've never. Oh, I wouldn't even go on that. That is. The what cheap, is that on? Yeah. Whatever airline? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, the cheapest whatever. One, that's the cheapest one I've ever seen. And then that was in California. And then around here, it's like $250 a jump. Like that's that's a lot of that's a lot of money. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know though. When you consider the level of safety that I want to have put into this, <laughs> two parachutes. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay five hundred. As long as they don't twist up and shit when I go down. Yeah, you better have a plan or someone that can swoop <laughs> in and grab me. <laughs> Whoo! That I don't know. I don't like heights, and uh, but I still want to do that. Yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to uh, because I, when I was a kid, I used to think I could fly. So I'm just trying to check see if I have bad memory or if I could. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is your favorite season? Fall. Fall. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, several. Overall, it's fall. Mm-hmm. I love spring because it's a sweet spot between spring and summer, and I refer to that first really warm day as the opening of booty short season. <laughs> so I really look forward to that. However, as a whole season, I choose the fall because Halloween's in the fall. Uh, here, the temperatures drop down nice, and it's like the nicest time of year to be in Michigan yeah. before our five month winter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, my, the, I don't have to cut the grass anymore cause it slows down. Yeah. 
you know, I burned up my diesel tractor this week. I'm so pissed. What? Yeah, what happened? Man, I think the, I think the, the freaking uh, thermostat must have seized. Oh. And it overheated in two minutes. What? I'm talking like it's only a three cylinder diesel, but yeah. it must not have had it must have had zero flow. Either the pump went out or the thermostat. I don't know, man. All of a sudden, I just went. It started whining really loud. It sounded like metal on metal. Yeah. So I almost shut. And dude, just like that, dude, it just boils over like every ounce of coolant. Uh, and I'm like, okay, that coolant clearly didn't go in the engine. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. Right? And I want another diesel tractor. Dude, I've been diesel tractor shopping all day. Yeah. Fuck me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Everything that... I would that I would replace it with. I can't find anything under like twenty one thousand, twenty two thousand. Oh my goodness! I'm talking used, man. Oh my goodness! These, these track these. Once you get diesel, like, cause I need something that can. Yeah. What I need is something that can run like an actual bucket. Yeah. A backhoe. Yeah. A lawn. It's kind of like it's so it's got to be like a mid sized tractor. Well, yeah. Once yeah. you jump up there, and it's, they're all diesel, and they're bigger diesels. <laughs> Yeah, man, that price goes through the roof. They got a diesel lawnmower, thirty six thousand. It's not even a tractor; it's a lawnmower. Oh my goodness! I'm like, what? Fuck that! So then I started looking into tractors because I'm yeah. like, I want like a seventy two inch deck or bigger because yeah, I'm not, I hate it takes forever to cut this fucking grass. Yeah. So, and I want a diesel because they last so long, you know. Yeah, dude, a gas engine out here, I burn up gas engines in five years, six years. <laughs> So it's not worth it. No, the but, yeah, you man, really have to have a diesel for what you need to do there. Yeah, because it's almost like real farm. I got to move brush every year, trees. I mean, yeah, man, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And the other reason I thought was this time I'll get a heavy-dutier tractor because it can do more of the work for me. Yeah. I won't always have to go. I need a group of guys to go lift this. I just go pick it up with a bucket. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it would speed a lot of things up for me where I couldn't use manpower. I can use the tractor. That's what they're made for. Yeah. So that's not like a straight-up country boy. I need myself <laughs> a new tractor. I'm looking at them Kubotas. But I had a Ford, a Ford diesel, of course. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I'm open to whatever as long as it runs good and does what I need and it doesn't cost a bajillion dollars. Yeah. I would like to find something for, like, less than 10 <laughs> Yeah. I'm, like, well. dreaming over here. Yeah, tractors ain't cheap because they're not a very common thing. They don't make tons of them. No, anymore. You so know the, what I mean? There the was price a time when stays high when most of America was farming and most and people used them. Well, there, you know, there's so much population growing, and most of the farms already farms. So yeah. But I mean, I'm in that weird spot where we're kind of in enough of the country where you need a tractor, but you don't need like a full size tractor. Yeah, you don't need well, the just full not board that, big thing. Right. There's just not a lot of that America left. No. So they don't make, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of these every year. They make a no. few hundred, yeah. you know, or whatever. And so, like, even getting parts and stuff, if you don't go with a main brand, <laughs> good luck. Yeah. It better be, like, New Holland or, or uh, Ford or, you know, John Deere or, like, Case. It better yeah. be one of them big names, you know, or you're good luck. Yeah. You'll never find parts. So, yeah, but it's a big investment. But out here, it's one of the most important things. I got to a 250 foot driveway and I parked like eight cars. It's like, I got to have a way to clear that snow if my neighbors can't clear it. Yeah. So, and no. I don't want to put a plow in my truck. No, 
I don't want. I don't even want to drive it in the winter for the most part. I don't want to get salt on it. Yeah. Now I sound like a city at bitch. Wait a minute. Just a minute ago, you were going to get a tractor. Now you're worried about taking the 350 out in the snow. What kind of <laughs> pansy are you? You're not even American. <laughs> well, I am American. I just immigrated. So. <laughs> but I do have dual citizenship, I believe. Uh, what is the longest you have gone without sleep? Four days. Four days? Yep. Four days straight. You start hallucinating about day three. Oh my God. I'm not shitting you, man. I've had I've had mania so bad before. Wow. I could not sleep no matter what I did. I tried to drink myself to sleep. I took sleeping pill. Nothing. Dude, my brain was like frying itself. I could not get down from where I was at. It was it was scary, man. Mania is not fun. When he gets that far. It probably feels like what it feels like to be on coke or something, man. You you know whatever you're thinking, you know whatever impulse you're having is probably not a good one. Yeah. But you don't care <laughs> because you're so manic. It's like scare. I literally what I did when that happened to me, I like basically locked myself down in my house. <laughs> till I slept cuz I was afraid to go anywhere cuz I was I was crazy. I would have done anything, man. Oh yeah. Hey man, you want to go out and run with the deer? Sure. And then I don't know, it's middle of winter. <laughs> I would have done anything I think at that point. I've you're gone just so like you want to get that shit burned off so you can rest. You want to rest. Yeah, your body is like aching to sleep. It hurts almost. You yeah. start hallucinating literally because your body can't do it no more. It's like shutting down on you. You get sick and everything. I vomit like it's bad, man. And then yeah, so that's when people tell me they've even gone three days most of the time, I'm like, I doubt that. That's, that's a long time. 72 hours is a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I made it. It was just shy of four days, like four days, like straight. <laughs> and uh, I'm not saying I, I, I might have maybe nodded off a couple of times, maybe for a few minutes, maybe a couple of minutes, but nothing, no sleep, man. Yeah. And I started like having like these, it was like, they were like dreams, but you're awake. It was like yeah. you were so tired that you were actually, like, your eyes are open, but you're dreaming. It was so weird, man. <laughs> the only thing I can compare it to was when I was really young, I got scarlet fever. And I had this just uncontrollable temperature of, like, 103 to 104 for three or four days. And they could not get it down. And, I mean, I, they, they did all the torturous things you know. And because of that heat, in my head, it, mm -hmm. it caused the same kind of sensations where I felt sick and I started like seeing and hearing shit. And it was like, I was dreaming. That's what lack of sleep will do. You literally go crazy. <laughs> I've, uh, I've had, I think I've gone, yeah, I've gone two days without sleep. That's a long time. That was not good. Like I couldn't imagine, like I don't want to experience going more than that. You start feeling the nausea at that point. Two yeah. days in, you you feel like shit. Yeah. You, you start feeling like just drained, but like yeah. almost jittery. It's weird. Yeah. Do you know what set you off? Why were you awake? Oh, it was it was the day my mom died. So like oh, I couldn't sleep at all that night. So I was up all I was up all that night. I was just like lying in bed, staring at the ceiling, just thinking. And then the next day. I was wow. up, and then I couldn't get to sleep the next night either. 
And so my grandma gave me a Xanax so I could sleep. And I slept for like three hours. And then I was up the next, like, I was up the next. And then after that, I was up, I think, the next, like, almost 36 hours after that. Like, I didn't really sleep for like a good four or five days after that. Oh, wow. Like, I had a couple after that, that one initial crash out. Yeah, after that one initial crash out. I had like a couple of cat naps and stuff, but I didn't really sleep for like four or five days, except for like an hour here and an hour there. But that first like forty-eight hours, I was just like, and and that, like that I, sounds like mania because it, that sounds exactly what mania so- feels like. It's like you're so intently thinking because something is so in your head because yeah. it's so like massively important, right? Yeah. Whether it was a death, whatever it was, yeah that your brain will not allow your body to sleep. Yeah. Because you yeah. just can't stop thinking. Yeah. yeah. And I couldn't. That's what it's like for me. Because I got, got the, the day that happened, I had gotten up at like five in the morning to go to work, didn't sleep all that day. Like around lunchtime is when I found out. So I went home, spent like all afternoon and evening with like friends and family. They were just trying to be there and be supportive. And I just like sat there and didn't say anything. I didn't eat anything either. I didn't eat anything for like. I was just gonna like say, did you eat at all? I don't. I don't think I ate for like you thirty-six ha- hours or forty-eight. If anything hours. like that ever happens tragically again, as a friend, my best advice is you're not gonna want to eat. Yeah, and that's fine. You'll get through that, but you have to drink water and stuff, or it makes yeah. it worse. I didn't yeah. know that. I uh, finally after when I was younger, I went through this stuff by myself because I didn't know nobody knew anything about what was going on with me, and I'm old enough to where when I was first diagnosed as bipolar like that was a new thing nobody really ever even knew what it was really it was like early on so i didn't get a lot of help with that and if i had known that even just drinking water would have made it a lot less intense because when you get dehydrated on top of no sleep yeah it's real bad i i i'm pretty sure i probably did permanent damage to some of my organs from doing that yeah. But it wasn't on purpose. It was just, you know, you're so, well, you like your case, you're so upset. You just, there's nothing you can do about it until it's kind of like that initial shock wears off. It just kind of runs you. Yeah. You got to wade through it. It's part of the grief process. Yeah, it is. That's that, like, that stunning. Yeah. People kept trying to get me to eat and literally nothing sounded good. Like they would, oh, no. here. And, and it was like all of my favorite foods, but I would just like take a bite and I'm like, I don't want this. And I wouldn't eat anything. Like, like my family was like forcing me to drink water. And that was like, I kept like, I would, I barely drank enough to not get dehydrated, but I wasn't like, Oh, I'm thirsty. Right. And that was for like the first, yeah. A few days that was, that was just, yeah, that was by like the time I finally crashed. The crazy thing was, was like by the time I finally crashed, I think I only slept for like four or five hours and then I was up, and I did it again for, like, another 24 hours. Like, I just couldn't sleep for a few days. Yeah, eventually you'll get – your body will slightly adjust and slightly adjust, and you'll get back. I think the, the shock just finally wore off, and then my body was finally like, okay, we need to, like, you know, sleep and stuff. But for, like, the first – for the first, like, two weeks of that, I barely slept. I would sleep, like, four or five hours a night. And that was just like, just because my body's so physically exhausted and they just like have to fall asleep. Well, in response to uh, the listener concerned about my health, I want you to know I did listen and I did make a doctor's appointment with my primary doctor. So I'll be getting back on all of my meds 
And I'm going to finish that sleep study so I can get that sleep apnea mask. So uh, Heck yeah. thank you for your encouragement. Sometimes it's, it would seem odd. Yeah. But I'm so busy taking care of people all the time that, you know, it's a typical thing. You know, you take care of so many people, you don't take care of yourself. Yeah. But then I sometimes sit back and realize, well, wait a minute, what if something happens to me? Yeah. If something happens to me here, dude, it's a complete meltdown. Yeah. So, um, but then hearing it from the outside, like they could literally hear that was like, okay, I need to take that serious. So thank you. But anyways, so back to what you were saying about this question. Oh, okay. The next question is, if you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? <laughs> Funny. Okay, I'm, I'm, no, God. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to stick with food and not be a complete ass. Because <laughs> everybody knows my first answer. <laughs> if you're a true listener, you're not going. I don't know what it is. What is it? You know, I, no, you know. All right. It's my favorite liquid. Uh, anyways. I would say the chili and cheese fries from the Romeo family restaurant. Located in Van Dyke in Washington, Michigan. Mm. I didn't have those chili cheese fries, but everything else I had there was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. That's right. You did eat there. So, yeah. Everything in there. We, we went there man. twice. Yeah. Jasmine's, Jasmine's will still bring that up. She's like, I'm going to go back to that place with Juan and Jasmine. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's a really. That was like I said, that's place been there forever. It was the first place I I had a, a regular you know W two, <laughs> and uh, that was many 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 years ago, and uh, but yeah they always have it. But I didn't know that whatever the chili I don't know what chili they use. Man, it's just like I know this is just bought somewhere. I could find this out. Yeah, but I kind of don't want to know because I just like the environment there too. Yeah, but uh, there always it's a totally like homey town kind of feel. You know. Yeah, it is. So, uh, I, 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 uh, I would probably have to go with the uh, chili reno burrito from my favorite Mexican taqueria in California. When Ooh. I go there, I literally will buy like four or five of those and just eat them. Sometimes I'll eat two in a day. They're just so good. And it's funny because a lot of times people are like, oh, don't eat so much. You're going to get sick of it. I literally could not get sick of it. When I lived close to that place, I would go there every day. Oh, no, there's, there's things I can't get sick of. I just can't. Yeah, yeah that would be one for me, too. Yeah. I don't think – the only off button for me with something like that would be like, okay, now you are looking like you're committing one of the unpardonable sins. <laughs> like, you have just said no to every impulse that tells you to stop. Like, <laughs> that's where I would be with that shit. Yeah. Right? Because um, if I ordered, like you said, okay, can I get four, four orders to go? Yeah. Right? No, man, I'd go straight home and sit down and line them up. I mean, like, <laughs> I'll be in real, man. I, I got issues, all right? I'm, I'm trying to work on it. Actually, I've lost, uh, since you were here, I've lost 11 pounds. Nice. Because I had to change the way I ate a little bit, getting ready for this testing I got coming up. So. Oh, cool. I got to do this thing called, uh, what is the horrible phrase? Uh, gluten-free. Oh. <laughs> 
Yay. Do I want to know what that really is? I have. I know it's so life changing, and I know that I should know what it means, but I'm literally in that bad at health, people. It's not a joke. <laughs> this is not an act. All right. I probably have sausages going through my veins. <laughs> With, on a gravy on a gravy background, you know there was some bacon grease just holding it all on the outside just to make sure it goes through. Uh, <laughs> I'm that, sorry, but yeah, that's that's where I'm at with that. Um, <laughs> so any step towards, I mean, I all I did basically was quit night eating. Yeah. And because uh, I can put food away at night, so me too. That's a just hard like thing that. For me I just dropped do. weight. But when you're this big, people, okay, let's be real. It's just like the biggest loser. Let's not all jump around and dance when Sally, who's 5'50", loses 23 pounds in seven days. She's 5'50". It's like a buffalo, you know, went running a marathon and came back, okay? Of course she's going to drop that kind of weight. You're huge. It's when, you know, when you get down to where you're, like, close to your target weight, that's why people give up. They get yeah. to, like, 20 pounds from where they're supposed to be, and all of a sudden it's like you can't even lose a half pound a week. That's because, you know, you're you're getting it leaned down. Don't give yeah. up, people. So, you know, I'm just saying, like, I'm on the start of my journey back because um, I finally had a talk with my wife, and I'm okay with being attractive again. <laughs> <laughs> We literally had like a two-hour conversation about it. <laughs> because ser- seriously, after my first divorce, it devastated me so bad. And then I went on meds, and all of a sudden I went from being like in my like early 30s and being like ripped still. Yeah. Right? Like for the people that don't know, like I was a, I was a competitive gymnast. Literally, I was a national champion. So like when you think of gymnast bodies, that was my body. I was yeah. that ridiculous overproportioned, yeah, like that was me. So it's weird, like when people see me, they're like, no way, right? So, but in my mind, (laughs) I feel like it's still buried under there, right? And I even (laughs) joked about that before. But the thing is, truthfully, it's like, I, after that, after that, I was so devastated. I just didn't want, I didn't want to be approached anymore. Yeah. You know, when you, when you look like that good, even as a guy, you get approached a lot and it, it's, you feel a little bit, not like victimized, but you realize, okay, you're just coming over here because I have a six pack and you're just a bitch. Like that's how I started to feel. Yeah. Okay. So after that, and I gained the weight, all of a sudden, no girls approached me. No women talked to me. When I would talk to them, they would just, you know, it was like you're a customer at Hooters. You know, I don't know, whatever it was. <laughs> like you're not getting laid. So, and I was like, okay with it because like I had my son and that's all I really wanted to focus on. And so, I just let it be. Then, like, 15 years later, I lost weight because I – well, when Wyatt and I first had the discussion about me dating again, right? Yeah. I dropped down to, like, 161, which is, like, a hundred, almost 100 pounds less than I weigh now. <laughs> so, like, I had a shape again, right? Yeah. And I know this – people – I know people think I'm crazy, and I know that it probably sounds really super arrogant. And everything else, but I'm telling you, these are my honest feelings. I am not bullshitting you. This is how I felt. I finally lost. I finally was okay with like losing weight because I figured I'm gonna go back out into the dating world. You gotta at least be attractive. Yeah. You know, I can't stay at like 210, 220, or whatever I was then. So I dropped down all this weight, and not just because I wanted to feel better, and I also wanted to be able to 
attract women at my level. Mm-hmm. I can't be a two and want an eight. I gotta yeah. at least be like a six, seven. If I, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. gotta be real. We talked about that scale before. Yeah. And I realized it, so I lost this weight. And I remember I was walking up to church one day, and it was a little bit older woman. And I remember her saying, she hadn't seen me in a while. And she goes, wow, I didn't realize you had such a body. And she said it like that and then smacked me in the ass. (laughs) And I thought to myself, son of a bitch. It's just like, you know. Was it my aunt? (laughs) No. uh -uh. (laughs) No, it wasn't. (laughs) <laughs> um, but she she probably would have known me when I had that spurt of being back. So, anyways, uh, and then you know it wasn't too long after that I, when I met Jazz, but it didn't look ridiculous then. I, I, I'm glad I did it because I was like 160 then, and, but she was when I met her. She was like 120, 125. She was mm-hmm. like a size four or something. And so I guess I didn't notice us looking too odd. But now, if now she was still that small, my guy would look like I'm dating a 12-year-old or something. <laughs> so I'm so glad that she's not. But, <laughs> but anyway, so my whole point of that story was, so like I remember that feeling of feeling like, okay, great. So now it's just going to be like they're just going to talk to me because they think I'm cute. Like they don't really yeah. care like what kind of person I really am, whether I'm really for them. They just think, oh, well, he's cute enough to fuck. Yeah. I'm just being real because that's what I've experienced my whole life. Please. You, bunch, you talk a bunch of shit. You say you want all this romance. You say you want these nice guys. Uh, I was not a nice guy, and I guarantee you I got more ass than any nice guy I knew. (laughs) Okay? I'll give you names and numbers. And I, You know what my complaint compartment is, ladies? I don't care what anyone says. I know what it is. It's zero. Never had a complaint. When even your ex-wife would be like, oh, damn, you don't even know what you're getting into. That's a good record. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm fine. But anyway, so that was... But that was my thing, right? I was getting pissed off about it, and I didn't want to go back and all that shit. Because then when I started trying to date, I was being serious. I wanted to date to be in a permanent marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people aren't for marriage or whatever. That's your choice. I don't give a shit. Mine is. Yeah. I like to be with one woman. I like to be committed, and I like to have a, a deep, committed relationship with paperwork. If you don't want paperwork, fine. Whatever. It's your thing. I like paperwork. So uh, anyway, so... When I met Chaz, right, I, I was th- I, I was that thin, and then we and then as a couple, we just slowly morphed back into what we are now. But <laughs> but because of my health issues, yeah, you know, we we just had this discussion, and so that's why I decided to go ahead and and lose weight because I realized like a, Jazz is finally at a point where she's not going to trip out. Yeah, and uh, and I'm okay with it because I realized like she really truly loves me, and it's okay. So I know that sounds probably really arrogant, but I've used it. You know what? Everyone has weird shit that they use as defense mechanisms. I'm just being honest and telling you one of mine. And as crazy as it sounds to you, for me, it's real. So it's like, and that's the thing that we have to do as humans too. When we hear other people's things and perceptions, sometimes they might be off. I'm probably way off, right? Mm -hmm. But if I feel like, it's just like, and this is one of the advice that I would give men. Not that I'm saying I'm better than everyone else, but then I'll tell you this, I know. If a woman tells you something and it can, seems completely irrational to you and illogical because that's how we think. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It probably is all those things. If it affects her emotionally as though it is the truth, mm-hmm. that makes it the truth. 
mm-hmm. and you have to deal with whatever her emotions are, her feelings about something, whether it's logical or not. If it's affecting her as though it's truth, that just makes it truth, and you got to deal with it. You know, and as men, sometimes we just shut women down completely and say, well, that's just stupid. It doesn't make any sense. And that's why you lose. Yeah. And why, you know, and why other people succeed in relationships. Because you got to be able to not always look at things just so one-sided. you got to be open. And especially as you're getting older as a man, dude, we get cynical shit. We shut <laughs> ourselves down. We think we know everything, you know. Most guys my age are so inflexible, and that's why I don't have a lot of friends. Yeah, you're you're my most flexible friend as far as like, <laughs> well, I mean yeah. like openness. Yeah, right. You're you're like me. You're humble shit. You'd be like, if someone has a better idea and you show me, I'll do it. I got no yeah. pride about it. Matter yeah. of fact, when Mark was visiting, as an example, I was driving the truck. It was late at night, and my night vision's not that good, and it started. Effing pouring. pouring. <laughs> I'm talking sheets of rain. Yeah, and I realize I'm seeing the white line, but it's. It's over there, then it's over there, then it's over there. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm looking like a drunk driver. I'm like, man, I'm going to have to get some. And I'm thinking, God. And then I realized, oh, shit, Mark can drive. And Mark just then goes, hey, man, you want me to drive? And I was thinking, I was just thinking I was going to ask you that. Because <laughs> I'm like, I, fuck, I don't give a fuck about the truck. I don't want to kill you or no one else. So let's yeah. just get someone up here who can see. You know what I mean? Where, like, a lot of guys just aren't like that. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is my car. God. And then, you know. And yeah, the probability that I'm going to kill you, probably not. But I'm not willing to take the risk for pride. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and if someone asks and they say, hey, do you want me to drive? That means that my assumption that I wasn't driving too well just got confirmed. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to accept that I was thinking on the same things as you. And that's why I was like, yeah, let me just find a place to pull over. Yeah. And it was fine, and you could somehow see in that shit, and I was happy too because I was, dude, my stress level was just like, because <laughs> you know, driving that thing with those mellow tires, I was afraid yeah. I was gonna hydroplane and kill half a village, like, you know? Yeah, I, you don't want to put that thing sideways in traffic. It's like, come on. Oh yeah, you'll take out ten cars with that. <laughs> so you know, and I do think about that. I'm not one of those people that drives a a bigger vehicle and then is careless about it. I, I'm probably more concerned about the people around me than the people in my truck. Yeah. You know, cause you'd have to hit me with a semi on either end to get to us. Yeah. I mean, you know, front to back. Yeah. It's like the thing's almost 30 feet long. Yeah. It's huge. So, but yeah, thanks for driving me by the way. Oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> no, I just noticed that you were just like, you were like, having a hard time staying in the lane and it was pouring and I was from the back seat. I was like, it looks like he's having a hard time. And Jasmine like turns around and she goes, maybe you should uh, see if, you know, he wants you to drive. And so I was like, Hey, do you first? I was like, well, I was like, no, I was like, I think he's got it. And then you swerved a little bit more. And I was like, Hey, what? Nope. <laughs> I was like, um, nope. yeah. And I didn't think you were going to get all, you know, offended or feel emasculated by it or anything. But I was just like, well, you know, you'll be fine. Are you kidding me with the amount of dick jokes? <laughs> Jesus. If I had any pride at all, I would have defended my dick with a flag. <laughs> like a little small flag just coming out of the tip there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting how you say that. Because that actually leads into this next question that popped up here. How have you changed since you were younger? You know, the truth The truth is you do get wiser, of course, as you get older and over time and you see things well, you've been through. Not things. everybody does, but most uh, people Yeah, maybe do. you're right. 
And I would. I'm, I know some people who haven't gotten it, wiser. Well, let's put it this way: I wouldn't think most people probably probably would have thought I have. Yeah. You know, because outwardly, you yeah. Because I probably pissed them off ten years ago. Then they saw me five years ago. I still pissed them off. <laughs> and then they ran into me like six months ago. And they're like, "Wow, he's still an asshole." So <laughs> they probably wouldn't think I've learned shit. <laughs> yeah. And. Believe me, people, the version of, of wine that you're getting now <laughs> is the much more reserved, dialed down, honed in <laughs> daddy wine. Yeah. Old wine is why I constantly say I'm so happy that I was never in prison. Because <laughs> that was not... I wasn't a bad person, and I didn't do bad, bad stuff. It's just, when you live a life with no filters... <laughs> Like, really no filters? Yeah. It gets you in trouble, man. Yep. It gets you in a lot of trouble. So that's the thing that I've learned now is not necessarily that I have to filter who I am, but maybe how I say that exactly. Like, you might have to adjust your, your dialogue or the range of your vocabulary based on your location. Yeah. You know, or who you're with or who's with you because it's the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah, that's <clears throat> no. It, it is true that not everybody gets wiser as they get older. Like you said, like some people just get really inflexible. What puzzles me is like when I know people who are young and super inflexible, and I'm just like, uh, I don't really see a whole lot of progress in the future here. That's kind of sad because I've actually changed a lot, and since I was younger, and a lot of that was just because a lot of wild stuff that was. <laughs> you know, out of my control happened to me and I could have either let it change me into a better person or a worse person. I chose to go through all the hard things and let it change me into a better person. Like I've even had, you know, there's even like really good, I've had really, really great friendships and then they fall apart over something that I think is really dumb. And I'm just like, really? But then I'm like, well, you know what? You know, like everybody's different. There's probably something going on that they don't know about. Or maybe I like, triggered something that they haven't told me like you never know so i was like well you know what might just you know let it chill for a little bit or whatever but i've become a lot more just patient and laid back and easygoing as i got older and it's actually a lot more enjoyable rather than being all wound up and stressed out all the time that's why i do my wind up in the mornings (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I just yell at the air and everyone who's sleeping for 20 minutes. And then I try and get it out. <laughs> it, usually, it usually picks up somewhere down near the afternoon when enough bodies get milling about around me or dogs get under my feet. You know, but, you yeah. know, that's, that's here or there. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a funny question because I have a good answer for this. Would you rather be the best player on a horrible team or the worst player on a great team? I would rather be the worst player on a great team. Me too. Because, <laughs> for instance, my favorite game to actually play is pool. Mm-hmm. Now, right now, I don't even have access to my pool table, which is killing me. But that is my favorite game to play. And by far, I would much rather play a seasoned professional, like a league you know, player, like just for the game mm-hmm. part of it, like for learning, because I can't yeah. learn from someone who's not better than me. Yeah. Man, I have played people, men and women, who are so good. I played a woman who was 87 years old, man, shot the lights out. Yeah. She ran a table on me. 
<laughs> 87 years old, man. She ran the table, and I have like four witnesses. Oh it was unbelievable. Goodness. She could barely walk. I don't know how in the hell she did this. She just played so much pool in her life that it was it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. It literally yeah. is making me cry. Because <laughs> it was just like, damn, how can you be? This is so awesome. How cool does that got to feel right now? You yeah. are, and you know, and there was a time when I was not a slouch. And this lady just came in and just cleaned me out. <laughs> and so, yeah, if I was going to play on a team or anything, anything, I would always prefer to play with better players. Yeah. Because that helps you be a better player. Yeah. I. Who cares if you're the best if it's a bunch? That's like saying I'm the best and I'm the sh- in the little kid pond. Right. Well, it doesn't mean shit when you're in the older kid pond or then you're in the last, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I like I like playing team sports, and I have never I've almost never been the best player, and I just like for me I've just I, I I like to compete I like to win obviously but I just like to participate I like to be a part of it. There's been plenty of times and especially in like sports where I wasn't particularly good at it. I just yeah I would just rather be just like I'd rather be the worst guy there but still participating than the. That's best what it was when I played football with you guys. Yeah. I was the worst player. I just had one thing, my size and gravity. <laughs> yeah. But I couldn't play football with the shit. Yeah. But because of those factors and the people we had, yeah. it, it made it so that I could sort of play. And But it was still funny. I <laughs> yeah. still got the ball a lot. <laughs> it's like, just, you'll just push a couple more down. You can get down there. Just, <laughs> I mean, it just didn't have the pizzazz as the you and Joel toss. You know? <laughs> It's like we could watch Juan plow through 20 people over 18 plays, or we could just watch you make a five-second pass down the field and touchdown. <laughs> I don't think I ever won. I don't think whatever team I had ever won. I don't even know. I don't think my running game ever beat his – I mean, my uh, yeah, my running game never beat his, his catching game, so – He's just so tall and lanky and fast. You just got to get the ball to him because nobody else is going to catch up with him. <laughs> That's the thing. It was really cool. I had a lot of people afterwards who had not met Joel before. They were like, he was so personable. He came and talked to everyone. He was so nice. Yeah. And I said, yeah, he's a professional. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. we went to their baby showers and we were not professional. But that's fine. <laughs> Hey, I said hi to his brother and his parents, and I didn't know anybody else there. So I was like, I'm just going to hang out with Joel. I said hi to his wife. I talked to his mom and his dad more than I did his wife. <laughs> you ever have someone come up to stuff you like that, and then you don't remember them, and they totally remember you? Yep. And you know that the last time you saw them was at a similar event with similar people, and yep. it wasn't even that long ago, yeah. and you're just stumped? Yep. That, that happened to Chaz when you were there. Her, their <laughs> uncle, who looks a lot like Jeff. To us, I mean, you know, like you can see the genes in the family. Yeah. Just sits down, starts talking to her. In her head, she's like, she's like, I have no idea who is this guy. And I was just like, oh, that's her uncle. He's like, oh, oh, okay. Like, which cracked me up. The best part was uh, when I saw his brother Jeff, and Jeff literally was, was looking jazzing up and down, uh-huh. like, but with the full head movements. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> I don't. What were you wearing? What was she wearing? Oh, I know what she was wearing. Okay. But yeah, it, I love those guys. Such a good family. Yep. 
So yeah, Joel's gonna be a good dad, man. Man, I think yeah. so. He's gonna be a funny dad too. Dude, his kids will be able to hang out with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> Hands down. Uh what was the least favorite job that you've ever had? Least favorite job that I've ever had. Since you've had like sixty. Jeez. Uh when I was head of janitorial services at a gym. Mm-hmm. And like my people wouldn't show up and I'd have to do their jobs, which was oh. I did my best to stay out of the women's locker room. Yeah. When I'd have to clean the women's locker room, that that part of that job alone is enough to make me not want to do that job ever again. <laughs> yeah. Worse. We've talked about it. It's the worst. Yeah. Dirty females. <laughs> Dirty. <laughs> Filthy. <coughs> Worst job I ever had, or I should say the job I le- liked the least was the first job I ever had. It was really? rough carpentry. Oh, yeah, dude. That is, I did it for eight years. And that is not for everybody, believe yeah. me. You have to have patience with re- like mentally impaired people. Yeah. I wanted to say retard, but I don't think that's politically correct anymore, so you got to say something no. else. But, but, yeah, man, like, I, I felt like I was the only person who could read and write. Not, listen, they were, some of these guys were decent guys. But a lot of them came from, let's put it this way, we've been very blessed people, and there are a lot of people that come from some pretty rough backgrounds. Yeah. And a lot of them came from those backgrounds, and so it produced some really weird, sketchy yeah. people that were very hard to sometimes to deal with. Yeah. Which is why I got out of it completely after being a former. I was like, no, I'm not, no, because it's too much. Uh, those people just, in general, tested my patience too far. Yep. Yeah, and the work was, was okay. I didn't mind it, but it was dealing with, you know, m- here's the thing: they're all young macho men. Yeah, and so you just got way too much testosterone jammed together in small spaces. But you got to trust each other. Yeah, like I'm gonna trust you not to pull off this wall, even though it's gonna feel like it's gonna break your arms. Yeah. Because if you bail, then we're all dead. I yeah. mean, I had <laughs> things like that happen where somebody did bail and like people got hurt. I mean, yeah. really hurt. Yeah. I've seen horrible injuries because of people that just didn't want to do things right. Yeah. And so that part of it does make that kind of work suck ass. Yeah. I didn't like it because it was a few different things. First of all, was working with really difficult people. There was one guy, he was. <clears throat> working on top plates, tying walls together. And I was down doing something on these other interior walls. And there he had a ladder, or I had a ladder, and I had it out of the way. And he was, like, in a big rush. Like, I even nowadays, I'm thinking, being a little bit older, I think he may have been high on coke or some speed or something because he was just all over the place that day. And he was in a scissor lift, and he drove over the ladder. And just like no. ob- obliterated it. So he got mad and like threw his tools, got down off the scissor lift, and just went and walked to his car and drove away. And I was oh. like, okay, that's weird. And it wasn't even like his ladder or anything. It was a company ladder. So then the next day he comes in and he's all yelling at my boss, telling him that, telling my boss that it was my fault. He's like, well, Mark put that ladder there, and all he's he's always in the way, and da 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 da. My boss is like, well, you need to come listen to this, and I was like, this is what you told me to do. You told me to work here today. You told him to work there today. 
I can't help it if he's not paying attention and drives over your ladder and then freaks out and drives away. I was like, who does that? And then he got all mad and defensive. And I was like, seriously, dude? I was like... That's some psycho shit. Yeah, I was like, that is so weird. That was like my last week on the job, too. And I literally was like, you know what? Whatever. I'm leaving it a week. What does it matter? Right. Yeah, man. (laughs) But it was not only that. uh, We had to work in the worst weather conditions. So it was in California. So in, in the summer, it was like 108. You're out in the sun all day. You're just getting cooked. And, you, and we worked like long days, like nine or 10 hour days. And then, or we'd be in the winter and when it would rain, we'd be out there for like nine or 10 hours in the rain and just completely soaking wet. Even if you have a poncho, you're still soaking wet because water finds its way in or it blows in your face and goes down your neck and everything just winds up getting soaked. So I was either always miserably hot or miserably cold. And then on top of that, mo- I would say maybe like Two-thirds of the jobs we did were always like two or three hours away from where I lived. So I either had had terrible commutes every day, and I'd be gone like 14, 15 hours a day with the commute on top of everything of the long days, sometimes 16 hours a day. Or we would – they'd put us up in a hotel sometimes, and I'd be gone – with these unhappy, crazy guys, and just like the only what I felt like rational person, <laughs> you know, in the hotel. And it oh, was see, I couldn't have done that. There's no fucking way. I hate. I wouldn't that. have done that. I, no, I, if, I, if I can't make it home from my job, yeah, that's not a job I do. Oh, I hate. Believe that. me, I've had nothing, been nothing, had not had a cent to my name. Yeah, and I would, I wouldn't have done it. I mean, it's for some people. I'm not saying it's not. But like I said, yeah. like having a job where I was even like where you guys like where she's gone for four days. Yeah. Like I could I couldn't do that. Me and Jazz couldn't do that. Like I mean, and I'm not saying I mean if you have to you have to and we'd have to you know. Yeah. But we would we wouldn't choose that. See, you guys came, uh, and just like happened, right? I mean, yeah. You guys are officially dating only each other. I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm not dating it, anybody else. Well, this is well, <laughs> and this is why I assume that. <laughs> Because now you got an old man comfort zone, this podcast, listeners. Did you notice? <laughs> no mention today of what she had for breakfast or her amazing joke. You hear that, Jasmine? He's already getting comfortable, and it's slipping back in the old room. Pretty soon he's going to be sitting there like with a duff beer in his hands and his hands down his pants. He's going to be asking him when you're going to be making him some tacos. <laughs> Mark, I'd like to welcome you to the team. <laughs> We've been waiting for your arrival for like some time. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Take off your shoes. And uh, Jazz, have you done with those tacos yet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I just felt a finger. And I saw one, too. I, I did not realize that my Jazz had slipped in. <laughs> She's like, you're not gonna shit on her in front of me. I'm gonna fuck you off, you asshole. Us jazzes stick together. Yeah, she's up there in victory with her arms up. Shut up, bitch. She, this, you know, this jazz is doing over here right now. But hopefully, it's still making them tacos. <laughs> <laughs> and that's in the background here. Beep 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 beep. It's hang. Get rid of here now. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. Tell him, no, no, no. <laughs> this, later on, I pictured Hank calling me in a phone call, and I was like, this is Hank hanging up. You asshole. 
Hang, hanging. Click. <laughs> oh, my goodness. By the way, I did finally see her last name, and it was funnier than mine. I didn't know. It's just too perfect. Yeah. It's like, really? Oh. Uh, anyways. <coughs> okay, one more question before we wrap this up. I think this is probably my favorite question that this generator has thrown at me. Uh, if you could live anywhere on Earth, where would it be? Oh, honestly? Yeah. For me, if I could live anywhere on Earth, I would move my whole family, just my family, like some hermit weirdos. Mm-hmm. We would pretend we're white people. And we would move way into the um, far reaches of Alaska. And we would mm. live in the mountains in a little cabin and live off the land. Mm-hmm. Me and Jazz and my kids. But yet, I would have a hidden heliport where I would have a helicopter so that I could get a sandwich from now and again from Fairbanks. <laughs> get a sandwich. <laughs> from Fairbanks. I'd fly down there once in a while on my helicopter. But uh, get a cup of coffee, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I do. That's where I'd move. Uh, for me, I want, I, I have two answers to this question because the first thing that pops in my mind is a place that I've never been. I would, I would want to live in New Zealand just because I think it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen pictures. Oh of. yeah, dude. For but sure. I've never been there, but there's so much hiking and lakes and mountains and the ocean. I mean, everything that I enjoy about outside in nature and then even people there's even auckland i've never been there but i think i would like to live there but a place that they I've also actually... have much love of the metal yeah they do <laughs> <laughs> uh another place a place that i've actually been where i could move there and live there and integrate myself in seamlessly would be israel for a, a country that's as small as the state of new jersey it has literally everything it is incredible. I could live there in a heartbeat. And listeners, for those of you who don't know, that's not a political view. No, it's he's just... He's just talking about he's actually physically been to Israel. Yeah. And specifically talking about the city and the people itself, so... Yeah. Tel Aviv uh, yeah, we're not is a modern. Fun. We're not a political podcast. Yeah. No. Tel Aviv is modern, and it's got, like, all the fun modern stuff, and it's got the beautiful beaches, and there's, like, stuff to do there 24 hours a day, seven days a week... Jerusalem is a bit more so historical. it's like Vegas, but in a nicer area. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jerusalem's more historical, and then you have the deserts where you can go hiking or go like ride quads or go jeeping and the adventure. You can drive down to Elah and go to the Dead Sea and go swimming with dolphins. You can go to Egypt. You can go across to Jordan. You can go up to like the northern to the mountains and the ocean up there is beautiful too. There's like it's just it's phenomenal, and the people there are super hospitable, super friendly really genuine it's they're just awesome like i was really there was a, several people that were like oh you know would you consider moving here and i was like heck yeah it was it was phenomenal but anyways that's the end of that we're yeah trying to keep this under two hours because i could literally talk to juan for another hour but you know we'll just do that later because we don't want to take up too much more of your time we hope you enjoyed this uh special throwback to kind of episode number two or three or whichever it was where we did the random topics i wanted to throw in a bit of nostalgia here 
Uh, once again, every one of you listeners out there, we really, really, really do appreciate all of you. We appreciate everything that you, you know, when you talk to us, we appreciate everything that you do. Please throw us in line. Please leave us a review. We love we really to hear do from listen you. to your input, and we really do appreciate it. And it is yes. affecting our lives also. So, thank you uh, directly from us. And you know, if you give us a shout out, I'll give you a shout back. Yeah, and tell I'm, me anything. Yeah. No, wait. Don't tell me anything. No. The Just, only uh, thing. The only thing I don't want to hear is a. Uh, Where's my effing pizza? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to be rude, but it's almost two hours. Time to do this fucking broadcast. <laughs> Except it's not really a broadcast. No. Shut up, old man. <laughs> Green Anyways. means go. No, it means stop. Remember? <laughs> See, that's... I'm so screwed. Now that's going to be in my mind all night. <laughs> Literally, as soon as I get off off the podcast and I yeah. go talk to Jazz, we need to talk about this green light issue. Meaning <laughs> that shit is done. Like he was telling me, I'm like, oh, it's got the orange light on the computer. And I thought it meant like no power. Was, you know? He's like, no, no. But when it's charged, it turns green. <laughs> like so when it's done it turns green yeah do you know how mind-blowing that is to an old fart like me it's just like come on, wait it should be red red <laughs> means it's done because it stopped it stopped charging because it doesn't need to no apparently you want to keep everything positive now oh it's ready for you right now is that the marketing difference <laughs> I like when things are German. Yeah. Black, red, but, you know, everything's simple and straightforward. I only yeah. say that because I have a few German friends, and they're so basic. Yeah. <laughs> and by friends, I mean, like, some very, very older um, um, of, of people that went through, like, literally went through the Holocaust. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And it, it was just, they're from Germany, and so they're German. Yeah. But they were German Jews. So when you get the perspective of a German Jew during World War II, that is an interesting perspective to actually yeah. hear from. Actually, one of my, um, one of them passed away a few years ago, the husband. Mm-hmm. His name was Walter Loge, and he was in a book called The Seventh Escape, where he escaped from uh, concentration camps seven times, man. Oh, my goodness. And lived. And I knew this man, and I got to talk to him about it. I mean, the stories that he could tell that weren't even in his books were Freaking mind blowing! Oh my goodness! Like he passed Hitler, <laughs> like physically passed him, and was just trying to get out of the country. Like oh you talk about the amazing story is like how you want to talk about like wrong place at yeah. wrong time because yeah. like how do you even get to our president? You can't, right? Yeah. Motorcade security and all this stuff. So it's like it's literally the last place he wanted to be, and somehow he just stumbled into it. It was just <laughs> like it was almost like that. There was a scene in uh, uh, one of the. Um, I think it's one of the, like, the Raiders of the Lost Ark, one of those, that series. Yeah. Where, like, he, some guy hands him a book and Hitler signs it and it's not. It's oh, signed. yeah. It was The Last Crusade, I the think. The Last Crusade. Okay, yeah. Okay, so that scene, it's it's not that dramatic, but it's yeah. almost because it's real life. Like, you wouldn't want to bend within, like, I don't know, a town, a village, a continent, a yeah. Hitler at that point, and you're a Jew. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the stuff that he went through is just, and the ways that he did it was amazing. But my point was just that, like, I liked how he was because his wife was very particular about, like, the cleaning of the house. She literally mm-hmm. made, like, 
all of their window treatments, every doily, every tablecloth, every napkin, like handmade, hand stitched. Oh my like, goodness! Just crisp. And so that's the part of the, the like the that German organization and like where she yeah. just she was a work and she waited for him all that time. Had no idea that he was live. Wow. He literally came back on a ship and snuck all the way back over here. Like, a, like you, it's a, they were apart for, I can't remember how many years, with no contact. Not, not a letter, nothing. I think they even at one point thought he had died. Yeah. And maybe even told that he had passed away or something. But yeah, I mean, crazy. And wow. then she waited for him. Wow. And they were married over 60 years. And I used to go over, and they were awesome, because I would go to their house um, and take a nap, <laughs> right? Because they used they would go to our church sometimes, mm-hmm. and they we were one of the few people they would invite to come to their house. And you go to these old people's house, and they were on it, man. They were about let's eat lunch, and then we're gonna nap out for about an hour. <laughs> and they would tell you nap time, and I was like, this is my people, man. <laughs> nap time. I was like, is this the wolf? That's all you had to say. Like, <laughs> so we, yeah, we'd take a nap and then she would just ring this little bell and we'd come out and have tea. I was like, this is the shit. <laughs> this is the shit, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thank you to them. They're good people. <laughs> that was a really good story. Thank you for sharing that, Juan. I totally forgot about it until just that moment. <laughs> All right, everybody. So we'll see you next time. Seahawk Predator out. Thank you. Bye.